Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A few years ago, I came across a small ad in the local shopper which simply read, We cater to clutter, dependable house, apartment, or business cleaning. And then there were a couple of phone numbers that were listed to contact this cleaning service. And there was nothing really earth-shattering or funny about that ad. But what struck me at the time is that that ad could really be the church's motto. We cater to clutter. I mean, we don't cater to people who are perfect. We don't cater to those who have it all together or think that they have it all together. We don't cater to those who don't need any help. We cater to those who are broken, those who are imperfect, the outcast, those living on the margins, the tax collectors and sinners that Jesus so often talked about. We cater to clutter. And in a nutshell, I think that is the message of John the Baptist in today's gospel. John calls us to cater to clutter to prepare our hearts to hear the message of Jesus' birth. And John does this by quoting a voice that would have been very, very familiar to the children of Israel, the people of Israel, that of the prophet Isaiah. And so John the Baptist cries out, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every hill and mountain shall be made low, and uneven ground shall be made level, and and rough places a plain. See, John's call is a call for all of us to do a little spiritual road work. And the primary way that that John calls for us to prepare for Christ's coming is, of course, by repentance. And the the Greek word that is used for repentance, metanoia, literally means to make a complete turnaround, to make an about face. It means to make a 180-degree turn in body, mind, soul, and spirit. To repent means to turn away from something that is, is cluttering the path to our heart and to turn toward something or someone else that is better for us. One of the best metaphors that I've ever heard for repentance was in a James Mitchell best-selling novel years ago. The novel was entitled Centennial. And the story that he told is about cowboys who were driving several thousand head of cattle across the Great Plains during a hot, dry summer. The cattle had gone for several days without water, and they were thirsty and dehydrated, badly in need of water. And they were only a mile or two from the Platte River in Nebraska. But just before they approach the Platte River, they come across these water holes. But the water holes, they're filled with water, but they also are tainted by alkali, which can be deadly to cattle. And so the cowboys desperately drive those thirsty cattle away from these poison water holes which could kill them, and they drive them toward the Platte River, toward the clear, living water, the fresh water. And it seems to me that that is what repentance is. 
See, John is challenging us to turn away from those things that block Christ's pathway to our hearts and to deal with the problem areas in our lives by removing the clutter, by removing the roadblocks and the barriers that make it difficult for the message of Jesus, the living water, to to reach our hearts and to change our lives. Now, I think most of us in our hearts know our own shortcomings very well. But most of us would rather focus on the faults of other people. I I really enjoy uh, Peanut's comic strips, and one of my favorite ones is about Lucy. She is, Lucy, you know, is a constant fault finder and always quick to criticize her, her friends, her playmates. And one day, Linus asks Lucy, Lucy, why are you always so anxious to criticize me? And Lucy confidently replies, well, I just think that I have a knack for seeing other people's faults. And then Linus says, well, what about your own faults? And Lucy honestly replies, well, she said, I have a knack for overlooking them. (laughs) And I think if we're honest with ourselves All of us have certain rough spots and clutter in our lives that need some work. For example, perhaps some of you have been hurt by someone in the past, and that hurt and that pain and the scar is so deep that you just can't quite let go of it. And so it's been very difficult for you to live fully in God's love and grace because that clutter of resentment and bitterness always gets in the way. Or perhaps your roadblock, your clutter, is some destructive pattern or behavior or habit or prejudice that almost has become your God. And that has kept you from fully trusting in the one who is really your Savior. Or maybe the barrier, the clutter in your heart is simply one of misplaced priorities. Your life is out of balance and you're overworked, overextended, and overcommitted. And you are so distracted that you miss the good news of Jesus altogether during this season. Our clutter, our barriers, our roadblocks come in all shapes and sizes. And I think often we know very well the problem areas, the rough spots in our lives. But change is hard. And change can be scary. And so we continue to live in fear and we keep doing what we're doing. But notice how today's gospel starts out. Mark, in the very first verse of his gospel, says the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ. And then John the Baptist begins this good news with a call to repent, to clear this clutter out from our hearts. The voice of John the Baptist cries out, repent. And every year that sort of seems harsh and unsettling to us. And yet it is an invitation to to clear out that clutter from our hearts and to be changed by this wonderful news, this new thing that our God is doing in the world. It's an invitation to prepare our hearts for the coming of the Christ child who offers us this gift of lavish grace and mercy and forgiveness. The great preacher Fred Craddock, one of my favorites, liked to, liked to say that this was just like the third grader who so, 
tried so hard to finish his math test while there's still time. And all the while, the teacher is reminding them, hurry up, children. And when that third grader goes to erase a mistake on his paper, he makes a big black mark and he tears the paper and he starts to cry. He's convinced that he's going to fail this test. And then the teacher comes over and stands over the boy's desk and he is terrified. But the teacher gives him a new sheet of paper and she says, it's okay. Why don't you try again? Repent, cries that voice in the wilderness. Why don't you try again? Why don't you try again? Because God is doing something new. Christ is coming. Repent, because God is not going to quit on you until he's forgiven every last one of your sins. Now, in order for any of us to experience the true joy of Christmas and all the blessings that this season holds, we need to clean out that spiritual clutter in our lives. But the truth is, we can't do it on our own. And I'd like to close by sharing with you a a poem which was written by Pastor William Strayhorn. It's titled, Cleaning Out Our Hearts. Cleaning Out Our Hearts. I tried cleaning out my own heart one day. So many memories and feelings piled in the way. I knew it was cluttered, but oh, what a mess, seeing all that garbage fueled by my distress. Bitterness, fear, anger, and strife lay in the dust of my tarnished life. Pettiness, jealousy, old words I regret hadn't been swept out since, well, I forget. Down on my knees I started to scrub and to scrape, trying to get my heart back into shape. But no matter how hard I scrubbed and wiped, more and more clutter popped into sight. Just as despair started to conquer my tone, I heard a voice say, you can't do it alone. And reaching out gently with a nail-scarred hand, our Savior Jesus invited me to stand. And the look in his eyes said, more than enough, I don't need to worry about all that stuff. For all the stuff in my life that was rotten now fell into two piles, forgiven, forgotten. I tried cleaning out my own heart one day, all cluttered and tarnished, I'm here to say. But in one simple moment with words barely spoken, a heart was healed that once had been broken. No Ajax, Comet, or Windex was applied. Just the blood of the Lamb who on the cross for me died. The Son of God stepped off of his throne because he knew I couldn't clean out my heart all alone. We hear John the Baptist's challenge on this second Sunday of Advent to turn, to repent, to clear the clutter from our heart. And it is hard work. It can be daunting. But the good news is this. The one who comes to do this for us has arrived. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. And his grace and his mercy is the perfect cleaning service. 
Amen.